0: off everything at PuffWorks.com when you use the affiliate discount code BLWPOD. That's a new code. It's B-L-W-P-O-D. Use that sucker at checkout at PuffWorks.com and get peanut and tree nut safely out of the way. And parents will hear this recommendation. Oh, my seven to 12 month old baby needs 11 milligrams of iron and they'll read labels and they'll realize, oh my gosh, like most foods only have at most one milligram of iron and my baby's not eating that much and there's no way they're getting enough iron. Chill. Chill Hey guys and welcome back. Today we're talking about iron and whether or not your baby can get enough iron from baby-led weaning foods. And iron is a major pain point for parents and iron status and iron intake something many parents and caregivers worry about when they're just starting solid foods. But in today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about iron needs, the real truth about iron needs, how babies can meet those needs from foods when they're starting baby-led weaning, and then how do you determine whether or not your baby is getting enough iron from solid foods. So with no further ado, let's dive into iron and can my baby get enough iron from baby led weaning foods. Now I'd like to start each of these mini baby led weaning trainings with a BLW tip of the day. Today's tip about iron is your baby doesn't actually have to eat the 11 milligrams of iron that you read all over the place that babies need from seven to 12 months. So parents will look it up and they'll say, oh, my baby who's aged seven to 12 months needs 11 milligrams of iron. And then they'll automatically think that it all has to come from food. And that is really far from the truth. Remember, breast milk and or formula is still providing most of your baby's nutrition needs during weaning, and that includes iron. So if you're breastfeeding, your breast milk has iron, although it's not a ton of iron, it's actually very highly bioavailable, meaning your baby absorbs a lot of the iron from your breast milk. And if you're feeding formula, formula is of course fortified with iron. It's actually fortified at 12 milligrams of iron per liter. So a liter, which is a thousand mils is approximately 34 ounces, basically about what most six month babies are drinking, give or take a few ounces. So as we add in foods and babies learn to eat foods, including high iron foods, then gradually the amount of nutrition, which is calories plus other nutrients, including iron, that nutrition starts to come more from food and less from milk. That's weaning in action. But If you're not introducing iron foods to your baby, then as the breast milk or formula intake declines, as it should with weaning, we could be in trouble if you're not making up that gap with iron foods. So early on in feeding, please don't stress about this 11 milligram iron number. I'm going to talk more about that 11 milligram number in a second. Your baby will get there, I promise, but it doesn't happen overnight. And hang tight because in this episode, I'm gonna be sharing some insights on good iron foods for baby led weaning that you can be practicing with early on, even when breast milk or formula is still meeting most of your baby's nutrition needs, including iron needs and when your baby is just learning how to eat. So I want to tell a story real quick too, is that I know from my experience as a dietitian, as a mom, as a specialist in baby led weaning for years now that almost every parent and caregiver has the fear that if they're skipping iron fortified rice cereal, that the baby's iron levels are going to come back low. And I know it happened to me. I actually had a baby with iron levels that were suboptimal and I want you to know it's not the end of the world and it wasn't because I wasn't doing my job. So, I did baby led weaning with 6 of my 7 kids and on my 7th baby's 12 month checkup, like my last baby last baby checkup, my twin daughter Hannah had her in office heel prick test to test her hemoglobin which is an iron value and hemoglobin's supposed to be above 12 and Hannah's was 9. And as I do, cuz I'm kind of an obnoxious patient, I requested a redraw and that came back at 10. And then I requested another redraw and that came back at 10. And then I had to accept that, yes, my baby's hemoglobin level is suboptimal. At that point, my pediatrician recommended iron supplements. I have a great relationship with my pediatrician, but I declined this suggestion because Hannah was actually already struggling with constipation, which was affecting her intake. And iron supplements, which can make constipation worse, were just going to make her eat less food, which in turn was gonna make the iron situation worse. So what we ended up doing was a trial for about six weeks where we intensively used food to help fix Hannah's hemoglobin levels. The half-life of hemoglobin is about 21 days. You can't do it overnight. It takes a little while to get them back up. I actually wrote a whole mega blog post about this called Low Iron Level Baby Boot Camp." If you wanna follow the whole course, it's all there with all the pictures and the videos, iron checks, all about the foods that we used, how we altered the sequence of her foods. I'm gonna link to that blog post about the Low Iron Level Baby boot camp and the whole sequence that we used. I'll put that on the show notes for this episode, which you can find at blwpodcast.com slash 137. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there and BetterHelp can help you. Visit BetterHelp.com slash weaning today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash weaning and get 10% off your first month. So before you freak out, if your baby's iron comes back a little low with the pediatrician, please know that it happens and it's totally fixable that whole blog post has way more info about screening for anemia and checking iron levels and hemoglobin levels at your pediatrician's office. Now, let's just talk briefly about iron deficiency because that's what we're trying to prevent here. And iron deficiency is the most common micronutrient deficiency worldwide. So a micronutrient is something like a vitamin or a mineral that you need in very small amounts in the diet or that the body in some cases can make. But the point is, even though you need very small amounts, they're still very important. And so if we look at the, NIH statistics, National Institutes of Health, about 12% of infants aged six to 12 months in the US have inadequate iron intake. And we'll talk about why that is. It's generally not in the first six months of life. It happens in the second six months of life. And spoiler alert, it's because they're not being introduced to foods that have adequate iron in them. So who's at risk for iron deficiency? Your baby is at higher risk of having iron deficiency if you, mom, are or were iron deficient during pregnancy, or if your baby was born preterm or with a low birth weight. Because this transfer of iron from mom to baby happens at the tail end of pregnancy, it makes sense that preemie babies who weren't in utero at the end of pregnancy when that iron transfer was supposed to happen, well, they're gonna be at higher risk for iron deficiency. For my quadruplets, they were born at six weeks premature, at 34 weeks gestation. So part of their NICU protocol was, as it is with all premature babies, monitoring their iron status and then supplementing as needed. And the important thing here is we're testing and following supplement regimens as recommended by a credentialed healthcare provider, right? We were working with the pediatric dietitian in tandem with the neonatologist, the other NICU nurses. We don't self-diagnose nutrient deficiencies or give supplements to babies if they're not needed because iron, as with many other mineral supplements, can very easily be toxic if dosed improperly. Actually, iron toxicity is the leading cause of poisoning in children because They're in those gummy vitamins, right? That older kids think are candy. They get into them. They eat a lot of iron. Not good. So even though iron is like an over-the-counter supplement that you all could go down to the Walgreens or the drugstore and buy without a prescription, you just don't want to go messing around with supplementing iron willy-nilly for small children. This is serious stuff. And so all this talk of iron, like what is it as a mineral? What does it do? It's found naturally in foods, can be added to foods through the process of enrichment or fortification. And iron is important because it's how our bodies transfer oxygen around the body. and in babies, iron is very important for their neurodevelopment and their growth. Now I mentioned that it's a mineral and it's found naturally in foods, but where does iron in our foods come from? And maybe you've heard there's two types of iron. there's heme iron and non-heme iron. So heme iron comes from animal foods. Heme iron is better absorbed by the body than is non-heme iron, and non-heme iron is found in plant foods. Well, Not as well absorbed, there are some plant foods that can still provide appreciable amounts of iron in the baby's diet, especially for vegetarian or vegan babies who may eat little or no animal foods. And then now that we know that iron is, well, how much iron does my baby need? And this is where a lot of parents tend to freak out. They'll read a blog or some Instagram post that says, the current recommended dietary allowance, the RDA for iron for baby seven to 12 months is 11 milligrams of iron per day. And then they'll look around and they'll read some labels, which by the way, most foods have no more than one milligram of iron in a serving size. And then their baby's starting baby-led weaning and is typical and to be expected that baby's not eating very much, right? Because they're still learning how to eat. So then the parents will panic like, oh my gosh, there's no way my baby is eating 11 different one milligram iron foods per day. They're not even close to eating what that posted serving size is. So they're eating even less iron than I think. There's no way that these real foods can meet my baby's iron needs. And they give up on baby-led weaning and they go buy iron-fortified white rice cereal and start shove it in the baby's mouth on a spoon. But here's the deal. The early part of baby-led weaning is when your baby is practicing learning how to eat. Just like we don't want to freak out about counting calories during the first few weeks or months of baby-led weaning, and I should point out, we never want to be counting calories for children, but I'm always encouraging you guys to focus on how your baby learns to eat and giving them time to practice those skills and stop stressing out about how much they eat. The same goes for iron. Because when we look at that RDA for seven to 12 month old babies, it was calculated on the assumption that babies eat very low amounts of meat because traditionally they do. But here's the other deal. Babies can learn to eat meat early on in baby led weaning and they can do it safely. And meat happens to be a very valuable source of iron. So if your family does eat animal foods, I would encourage you to get in the habit of offering meats to your baby early and often. It's important for a taste and texture standpoint. But of course, it's also important for nutrition in order to provide iron and zinc and other valuable nutrients. So don't be scared of those animal foods if you guys eat them in your family already. Your baby can learn to eat them. So a little bit more about which foods have iron. Again, if you're eating animal foods in your family, get focused on including those even in the earliest weeks of baby led weaning. Week one, I know early on, your baby's not actually eating very much, but- learning how to eat these types of foods is an important precursor to actually being able to get enough nutrition from them. So when your baby's six to seven months of age, we like to see your baby eating one to two times per day. If you're following my five-step feeding framework, we're introducing five new foods per week. Now, once you're a few days in and you start offering two to three foods per meal, you're doing that one to two times per day, you just wanna make sure that at least one of the foods that you're offering on the plate has one milligram of iron or more. That's a really good rule of thumb to get started with. You don't go to 11 milligrams of iron from food right off the bat. That's impossible. I can barely eat 11 milligrams of iron for food as an adult. But this habit of doing one milligram iron foods once a meal is a good practice for two reasons. First, it gets you in the habit of reading nutrition labels and recognizing which foods contain iron naturally. Oh, we were gonna introduce soy today. I'm gonna do tofu. I'm looking at the label. Wow. Tofu has a lot of iron in it. You're killing two birds with one stone here, right? Not only are you introducing your baby to an allergenic food protein like soy, but you're also giving them iron. So secondly, the other important thing is that this practice starts priming your baby's ability to be able to successfully eat these foods. Your baby can't learn to eat foods that they're not being offered, right? So it's on us. We're following the division of responsibility in feeding theory that Ellen Satter teaches us about We're in charge of what the baby eats. We're also in charge of where they eat and when they eat. But the what stuff, we got to be choosing high iron foods. The heme iron foods that I mentioned before, that's the type of iron that comes in animal foods. High heme iron foods are foods, and babies can eat these like meat and poultry. So we're talking beef and lamb and pork and chicken and turkey and certain types of fish and shellfish. And egg yolk is also another valuable source of heme iron. Non-heme iron foods are things like lentils and legumes, which are dried beans and tofu and safely prepared nut and seed foods. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. If you guys have my 100 first foods list, I'm actually going to provide an additional list on the show notes page for this episode that I'm going to list out which of the foods on the 100 first foods list have one milligram or more of iron per serving, just so you can start organizing the sequence of the foods that you introduce. Again, I don't want to drive you crazy. I don't want to make you neurotic, but I also don't want you to feed like all the low iron foods early on and then be like, oh shoot, my baby doesn't know how to eat iron foods. So you can find that list of the high iron foods from my First foods list if you go to the show notes page for this episode, and that's gonna be at blwpodcast.com slash 137. And if you don't have my First foods list yet, you can grab that for free. I give it away to everyone on my weekly online workshop called Baby Led Weaning for Beginners. This workshop is all about how to get your baby to eat 100 different foods before turning one without you having to spoon feed purees or buy pouches. You can sign up for this week's workshop times. I'll link to the sign up page again in the show notes for this episode, blwpodcast.com slash 137. So how can we ensure that our baby is getting enough iron from the baby led weaning foods that we're eating? Eating iron foods is one thing, but having your baby's body absorb them is another. I did a whole podcast episode dedicated to increasing iron absorption. If you wanna listen to that, it's called Three Easy Ways to Boost Your Baby's Iron Absorption. And that's episode number 21. I'll link to it in the show notes again for this episode, blwpodcast.com slash 137. And I also recently interviewed the founder and CEO of the Lucky Iron Fish Company. This is a really unique product. It's an iron ingot that when you cook foods with it, it actually increases the iron content of those foods. So that was episode 104. and It was called How the Lucky Iron Fish Can Increase Iron Absorption. And that was with their founder and CEO, Gavin Armstrong. So the most important thing you can do just high level to increase your baby's iron absorption from the other foods you're offering is to offer vitamin C rich foods alongside the iron foods. So fruits and vegetables have vitamin C. If you're following my five-step feeding framework, we introduce one new fruit to your baby each week. We introduce one new vegetable along with the other three food groups. Basically you're covering your vitamin C bases there. And real quick, I just want to touch on what the research says surrounding iron intake and absorption in babies who do baby led weaning. And there are some families who have hesitations about doing baby led weaning and they'll say, oh, I have to do rice cereal or baby cereal to make sure my baby's getting enough iron. And you don't. I need you to know that there is no data to suggest that babies who start solid foods with baby led weaning have lower iron status than traditionally spoon-fed babies. That's just the truth. People think they need the iron fortified cereals, but they don't. In fact, if you look at the BLIS trial studies, BLIS stands for baby lead introduction of solids. That's the studies where one group of babies did baby lead weaning plus had additional training on reducing choking and offering nutrient rich foods. And when they compared the BLIS group to the straight BLW group who just like tried to figure it out themselves, but didn't have extra education, the BLIS group had a higher introduction of iron containing foods in the first week of the introduction of solids and offered more portions of such high iron foods at six months. And The reason why was because that bliss group was educated and instructed to begin offering iron-rich foods in the first week of starting solids. You can be that bliss group. You can. You don't just have to do fruits and vegetables by themselves, right? Those foods are fine, but they don't have iron in them. You shouldn't just be offering those foods. Babies need to be eating iron-rich foods early and often. So again, if you're hearing this when you're just starting out, just get in that habit of doing the iron-rich foods in week one. And so to summarize the research about iron in baby led weaning, quote, a baby led approach to complementary feeding does not appear to increase the risk of iron deficiency in infants when their parents are given advice to offer high iron foods with each meal, end quote. So this is my suggestion. Consider this episode your advice to be offering high iron foods with each meal. I'll go ahead and link to the research studies about iron and baby lead weaning in the show notes for this episode, blwpodcast.com slash 137. And if you're kind of a research nerd or you want to learn more about the nutrient and nutrition research behind baby lead weaning, please do check out the episode that I did with Dr. Amy Brown. It's called The Evidence Behind Baby Lead Weaning with Amy Brown, PhD. That's episode number 70. Amy Brown is the preeminent baby lead weaning researcher. She has so many great pearls of wisdom in this interview. She's summarizing all the research that supports baby-led weaning as a very viable, safe, and even preferable alternative to traditional spoon feeding. So I hope you guys enjoyed that little rundown all about iron and why your baby can get enough iron from baby-led weaning foods. I hope you are inspired and confident to feed your baby these iron-rich foods. You do not have to do iron-fortified rice cereals. You don't need to because your baby can start learning to eat high iron foods early on in the weaning process. If you want to grab that list of foods from my First foods list that all have one milligram iron or more per serving, just go to the show notes for this episode. It's at blwpodcast.com slash 137. And if you still haven't gotten my First foods list, that's available to everyone on my free weekly workshop called Baby Lead Weaning for Beginners. That workshop's all about how to get your baby to eat 100 foods before turning one without you having to spoon feed purees or buy pouches. Everyone in the workshop gets a copy of my 100 first foods. So you'll never wonder which foods to feed your baby. And then if you wanna get kind of more organized, you can even start organizing what high iron foods you'll be introducing day by day to ensure that your baby is eating these foods early and often. Thanks so much for listening, guys, and I'll catch you next time. Bye now. (music)